Hey there, everybody. Before we get started, this is Jeremiah from Lost to Home Podcast. I just wanted to give a little bit of a disclaimer. I know in the past we've been promising you out a brand new theme song for episode 350, and we technically have it. So you are going to hear something new. Unfortunately, we were unable to secure the final vocal track before we uh, wanted to put this up, um, especially specifically on the eighth year anniversary of Darren Ewing's interview, the very first time in 2014. So we thought that was more important, and we are going to be coming at you next time around with the final uh, track and we're not liars there is a new theme song uh, but you're going to hear the as is instrumental version and we hope you enjoy it and we hope you enjoy episode 350 episode you've been waiting for. This is episode 350, ladies and gentlemen. I am Scott Bear. And I'm Jeremiah Johnson. And welcome to this shit show. This is the Lost at Home podcast, the shit show edition. Uh, motherfucking episode three, motherfucking 50. We have been doing this bow, bow, for bow. nine years. We started it in uh, actually eight years because we started in 2014. And actually, we're, we're coming at you with a special eight-year guest, uh, which actually... Uh, you know, people, if you read, like, the synopsis, you already know who it is, but we're gonna pretend you're not telling you yet. A lot of people don't read synopses, especially if you use those podcast apps where you just literally tap the picture. Yep. Although we probably, uh, we generally do put the, we haven't named it yet, but we do generally put the guest name in the title, which we probably will again. We'll figure this one out. We'll figure this one out. I have a working title that I've written down, but I'm not sure if it works overall. Um, Okay. But this is... An anniversary episode for two reasons. It is episode 350. This is a milestone. Yes. But this is also the eight years to this date. Yes. That we had today's guest on for the first time as our first actual celebrity guest. As first celebrity guest. We um, had a guest before this. uh, That was Sally Bent, who runs a rescue center for animals in uh, Britain. Yep. And we had her on because her raccoon Oreo... Our rest in peace, Oreo. Yes, what was the yeah uh, the basis, was Rocket Raccoon basis for Rocket Raccoon? He went in and did the mocap, all this kind of stuff. Back, go back and listen to the episode. James six. Gunn, Actually, uh, I don't know if James you want to listen to episode wore six. Wore Oreo on the red carpet. Yes, when that's they right. said, "What are you wearing, Gun?" He said, "Oreo." That's right. Yep. So we had we had the uh, the trainer, the owner of Oreo, the original Rocket Raccoon. Yes, but our first movie first. star guest was around episode twenty ish or something, like twenty one or whatever. You you told me it was. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but Darren Ewing from Troll Two. Darren Ewing from Troll Two and from the uh, movie Sist, which we will be talking about. But uh, we have all we have also done plenty of stuff with Darren. We're gonna get to you know we're we're gonna introduce Darren here. And uh, let you let him, uh, you know, let him talk for himself. But we wanted to actually talk a little bit about his new movie, Sis. Also, I do hope uh, people uh, enjoyed our new intro song. It's got a little bit of the old, but it's mostly new, as you can tell. We try to like, you know, we try to keep it fresh for this from the streets. And uh, and we, yeah. So hopefully you dig that. We might tweak it here and there as we as time goes. This is again 
similar to like we were talking about, we kind of cemented the format. We said by episode 350, we're going to cement the format. Granted, we're stepping outside of the format this time, but generally what we do is we do take a, a, a movie and then we talk about it. We have a little web dropping that we kind of pair with, a little news story, and then we just do some news headlines and stuff. Uh, but this week we're stepping out of that a little bit because yeah, of our special we, guest. We Ewing. did the same movie this week. Exactly. We, we, we tag-teamed the movie. And, uh, you know, we obviously didn't pair it with a specific story because our specific story instead was the interview with one of the, uh, the stars of the movie. Um, uh, other than Darren Ewing, the movie Cyst, C-Y-S-T, um, it has George Hardy and... Greg Sestero, or Greg Sestero for Whoa! this movie. Oh, man, did you just write that? No. <laughs> That was actually in my back pocket for at least a week. Yeah, I will say you did write it at one point. I remember I you, did, got, I did. you you got pre, you got pretty you were pretty I was happy pretty excited yeah. about myself yeah, for yeah. that one. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then you were Cicero from uh, the Room. The Room, yes, and also I should say George Hardy uh, was also from Troll Two. He was the dad in Troll Two, and by the way, he's become like and nothing against his performance in Troll Two, but it was definitely like it, you know best worst movie ever. There's some uh, you know performances in that that you know left something to be desired, and George Hardy is fucking amazing, and I love him. But man, like. These years, he's been play. He's played in a bunch of other stuff as well. Like not a bunch of other stuff. He's, I think, still, you know, for the most part, just likes to live in Utah and just live his life. Um, but he, like, he's le- he's a legit fuck good actor. Yes, like, he he's is. actually. I, like, I agree. 100%. Yes, and I mean, he, he acts the ball his balls off in this one. And actually, the director from uh, from Sis, and I can't remember the name right now, and I'm kind of feel like an asshole. But it's the mentioned in the interview. Coming it is. Up. Yes, it is. And there's uh, so there's another movie they did, and actually we mentioned that in the interview as well that George Hardy took uh, part in as well that I do want to watch. I haven't watched it, so I won't get into it too much. But uh, I do, I want to see like what else he's done. Some other stuff in between. Again, he's like. He'll just sporadically, you know, get, you know, these pop into these movies. But man, he's really come a long way, in my opinion. Like, he was very convincing in this role. He's kind of like a mad scientist doctor. Actually, Scott, do you have, like, a like a little synopsis of the movie pulled up? You can kind of kind of give a little bit, a little blurb of? Yep. Um, so the synopsis of the movie is, In the early 1960s, a small-town doctor invents a machine that uses laser technology to remove skin abnormalities. He pulls out all the stops to make sure his final chance to get the patent on his get-gone machine goes smoothly, but his nurse thinks the machine is dangerous and not ready. The struggle between the two causes the machine to malfunction, creating a cyst monster that goes on a rampage in the doctor's office. Yes, and actually, uh, you just mentioned the nurse. That was one that we didn't mention who was actually probably, I would say, I wanted arguably to bring her the, up in the star. interview, and Eva, it just never yes. fit. A, uh, uh, Eva or Ava Haberman, um, and she was absolutely fucking phenomenal in this. She is so good in this movie. Um, it, also, it also stars, uh, not stars, but there's a, a, a little, a small part with Gene Jones, who actually happens, he, he's played in some series like No Country for Old Men, and uh, 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 Ty, Ty West classic, The Sacrament. He's actually oh, he's the, the main, Jones he's the Jim Jones character in Ty West's The he's Sacrament. He's dark and scary, yes. and in this, he's in this, like, he's just like a little goofball, like, I know, he's so like, funny. Fuzzy little butterball man i love it yeah so there's so much stuff to love about this movie and one of the things i I really like about it and we again a lot of times we didn't actually get to we were we were talking to darren ewing uh about you know darren and a little bit about the movie of course but we didn't really go into detail about the movie because we figured we'd have this little blurb ahead of time some of this stuff may be repeated in our interview so apologize for that but this we got excited about the movie and one of the things i really like is uh i mean first of all it's definitely horror comedy but it has the uh the it has the elements and the feel of like 1950s monster movies where you're yeah. like, oh, there's just this, the thing, you know, that came out of the back or whatever. But it has the like 
uh, practical effects of like a gory ass nineteen eighties like classic. So like they combine that really well. I in, think in my opinion. I think we mentioned this in the interview that if you watch the outtakes of the end, not only do you get the troll two tease, yep, uh, you also get uh, some black and white outtakes. Yes. And I am definitely going to color grade uh, e- the easy way. I'm going to yes. turn the color down on my TV. Yeah. And I'm going to rewatch this movie in black and white. And I think I might yes. do it on my projector outside. And that would feel be cool. like an actual drive-in movie. I, I would, yeah. Do do that uh, when I can actually show up to your house and, and watch some movies. Because I would I would love to see it like that as well. Yeah. Because it black looks, and white it, outside. It, really, it takes place in the 60s. It's supposed to be that way. And honestly, it, it has that. I mean, granted, seeing it in color is great. I'm not going to say they did the movie but, wrong. But I no. really feel like well, it would have the vibrant, benefited. the vibrant reds, and of course, seeing the difference between. By the way, guys, okay, I'm I I, I luckily ate uh, uh, watched this movie before I uh, like ate my food, um, and not during because I am totally fine generally with buckets of blood, but man, buckets of pus is the way. Yeah, to put this movie. there's a lot of pus in this. And movie. right off the bat, first like three minutes, there's like a pus squirt in the face. So uh, you you know just to be ready put for it that. lightly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see a, a burst, a gush, a uh, spurt, you know, whatever it is. A uh, geyser. A pus geyser, I would say. So, to mark our eight years, our 350 episodes, and to this day, our eight-year anniversary of meeting, interviewing, and having Darren Ewing on yes. the show, whom, uh, we'll get into this a little after the show, we did another podcast with. Yep. We'll just leave that one hanging. Yep. Uh, we'll come back when we're done the interview and we'll talk more about that and maybe what the future of that looks like. Yeah. Uh, I guess without further ado... Let's just go ahead and welcome let's Darren. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the show, Darren. Nice to have you back. Thank you. It's nice to be back. It has been, been a while. Eight long years. Eight, eight years, pretty much to the day we we looked. We had to look at it. Uh, you know, you were what I what I would consider like our first major guest. I remember Scott when you told me we got uh, Darren Ewing from Troll Two. I was legit giddy. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, "Are you kidding me? This that podcast can do that. We can talk to these people." And then, and then we went on. We we had a great time. We had a a, a great interview with you. And then we uh, went on and did a few episodes of Horror in the Court, which is a, which is a great time. Still as available well. online if anyone yep. wants to go find them. Yeah, yeah. We we did a few episodes yep. of that. It was it was a lot of fun. We should probably revisit that one of these days for like some Halloween episodes. You know, not trying to put you on the spot there, Darren. But it's it's great to have you back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, I'm game. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. The hell with it. We, we're all very, uh, we're big fans of horror, as we've all we've all like determined. And actually, what we're here to talk about uh, primarily today is your involvement in a new, uh, what I would call, you know, definitely a, a horror, uh, a horror comedy movie uh, that um, you know came out. Now it widely was available, uh, like just recently. Uh, I just watched this a couple nights ago. Or, so uh, did I. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and it's Scott as well. But I do know that it was uh, available on the festival circuit. I know that Bloody Disgusting uh, gave it some good reviews uh, just recently as well. Uh, but uh, the, the movie we're talking about is Cyst. And I, I'm, what, first thing I'm curious about is it says this movie is all from 2021, and 2020 and 2022. Uh, what was the uh, the production cycle of this? When did you actually? When were you involved in actually like shooting this movie and producing it? I uh, we filmed in Baltimore, uh, December 2019. Okay. Yes. So this yeah. is pre-pandemic. Uh, yeah. 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 Pre-pandemic, and it, it was so funny uh, because uh, it, it was it, it was uh, on track to like you know, play, uh, play in festivals and, uh, it, they were, uh, the producers were going to submit it to, uh, like Sundance and horror festivals and everything. 
And then, as you know, you know, March 2020, mm-hmm. everything hit the fan and it, uh, you know, it just went, nothing went anywhere. And we kept thinking, well, maybe next week, maybe next week, maybe next week. And two long years later, now, finally, the thing gets released. So there, there's been some lost momentum uh, that we're trying to make back up. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's now available on DVD um, and, uh, and uh, the, the digital download that you kids are so crazy about these days. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy people are, <coughs> are able to see it uh, because, honestly, I've, uh, I've been in, I, I've been in uh, some some movies and some TV shows, but this was uh, this was really something special for me. I, I I can't remember a more enjoyable experience with uh, with a, with a team. Um, everybody was just on point. Um, I got to work with uh, with Gene Gene Jones, who's just one of my idols. Yes, uh, and he's he's just a lovely man. Uh, I got to work with George again, and anytime you get to spend any amount of time with George Hardy, it's that's a good day. Um, uh, uh, just everybody from from top to bottom was uh, just excited about it. it. Was it was so fun? Um, it was uh, it, it was just very family like, and you know we knew. What's funny is that what you see on screen is really if it seems like we're having a good time, we really are. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a great experience, but, uh, boy, two years in, uh, you know, in the cemetery is, it's just painful. Uh, and then, you know, 2020, everything just went to hell. And, um, honestly, I, I need to see it again because, uh, they, they had a big, uh, cast and, uh, crew screening um it it was you know online and it was you know invite only and uh my friends and i got together to watch it but uh just literally the day before um i watched it my dad passed away so um i i only have foggy memories of the actual film or uh, of actually watching it because i i just mentally and emotionally was not present for that screening and I haven't—I honestly haven't seen it since then. Well, yeah, I'm—you I'm, I'm, know—you uh, know—very sorry to hear about your your father passing away. I know that uh, you know that's got to be especially hard. In you know, you're going through all this other stuff as well to have that you know exacerbate all of this. And uh, but uh, you know, I, I will say, watching this just recently, you know, this holds up. I do want you to watch it again so you can watch it with less of that foggy, maybe, you know, negative memories, you know, imposed yeah, upon it. Because real I will say this movie is absolutely wonderful. And what I will say, and you mentioned reconnecting with George Hardy, um, uh, cause I wanted to touch on that as well. I know that you and George, uh, you know, have been connected for a while anyway, and you guys are both from the same area and, uh, you, you both, you know, connect personally, but what it was like reconnecting with George, uh, who, by the way, is a, it a, he's a, an incredible actor. And for uh, any like, listener who's not quite clear on this, because we didn't give any pre talk on this part, uh, yeah. George Hardy is from Troll 2. Oh, as yes. Well. Uh, yes. A, another Troll 2, uh, legend. Uh, but, another alumni. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, but what it was like, you know, connecting with him and uh, again in a professional film setting, uh, like you said, it was family and everything, but like that, that, uh, that must have been, you know, heartwarming there too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, at the time, um, I, I just, 
uh, I had everything going for me. I had a girlfriend, and uh, we were actually all set. I was going to move to New York. Um, I, I've always wanted to go uh, pro as an actor. I don't like Los Angeles, and uh, I mean, we were we were just good good guns. We were ready to go. So, uh, and then uh, and then 2020 hit, and just everything fell apart. Uh, but the, the experience of being there and, and working with George again, and uh, um, working with the, working with Tyler with with the director, um, he uh, he and George came into Salt Lake where I live, and um, they they screened uh, Tyler's movie. Uh, what's the? Uh, it's kind of like Chinatown. This is embarrassing. I can't remember the title of it, but um, China Syndrome. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, this is embarrassing. Was it? Can, can, can you, could you look it up? Can you IMDb it? Oh my Tyler god! Russell? Yeah, I'll do it right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually was looking yeah. this up up earlier. It, was it the one that he had uh, George in earlier, or was it? Uh, the, oh, yeah, tech like Texas. Um, we'll look it up. Yeah, Texas Cotton. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what. It, yeah, I, I wanted to see that. I noticed that it was available on streaming because I, I I wasn't uh, familiar with yeah. Tyler's work up until this, but I noticed yeah. that uh, that George plays like a main part in that. I was like, man, that guy's really grown from his Troll 2 days, yeah. and I, I was like, this guy's a, a solid actor, straight up, and I wanted to look uh, yeah. for, and I also really appreciated, uh, like, Tyler's directorial uh, work here, and looked up all the other stuff, so I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out, but so he came and yeah. checked, I know that there was a short film that he, that he had made before that, did you actually, was that prior to him casting George in the actual full-length feature, or did you actually see, were you talking about, like, after he had actually made the full-length feature with George? Uh, this is after he'd made the, the full eight feature with George. They filmed in Austin, which is where Tyler lived. And uh, I, I was just really, really impressed with, with everything. And when it was over, I just went over to Tyler and I said, listen, um, I like you too much to bullshit you. I really want to work with you. So if, nice. you, if you ever do uh, another film, I hope that, uh, you know, and we exchange numbers. And he's just, a, he's just an amazing person. Um, he's, he's very warm. He's, uh, incredibly skilled at filmmaking. And, uh, he just has this, this laid back style that it, there's no drama. He never loses his temper. He's always focused. Uh, he's been a, a, a DP for years and now he's getting into directing. And, uh, so I, when I, when I saw that, I, I just knew that I wanted to work with him. So um, a, a couple of, uh, I guess it was maybe a year or so later, he called and, and said, well, the producers want to see an audition. And I was sick as a dog. Oh. Um, and he said, uh, just, uh, just, just try and get through something. We just need to see something. <laughs> so I, was, <clears throat> I was staying in an Airbnb and I was puking, and uh, so I just set up my phone, and I did the scene, and I thought, there's no way they're going to cast me in this. Uh, and then, and then the next week, they said, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. We want you um, uh, to be in this movie, and uh, yeah, the rest is it, it just really, really fun, really magical. I actually, uh, I was working for uh, a newspaper. Um, at the time and I asked for the time off and they weren't going to give it to me. And I, I just said, listen, if, if, uh, if I stay on, 
and, and, and do this job, then, you know, I'll be able to pay my bills and everything. But if I turn down this opportunity, I'm going to regret it forever. So um, long story short, I, I either got fired or I quit. All I know is <laughs> I, I told them, listen, I'm, I'm going. I'm yeah. going to do this. And when I come back, if I have a job, fine. If I don't, that's fine, too. Uh, this is what I was, uh, you know, put on this earth to do. Yes. And this is what I love to do. So, yeah, I, uh, I ended up losing my, uh, my day job because of that. Uh, and then uh, little did I know there was going to be a pandemic and like I would lose literally every job for the next two years. Uh, but it was, it was worth it. Um, sometimes you, you just go with your gut and you go with your heart. And I think that, I really think that comes out in the film because it's, yes. it's a very low budget film, but, uh, the, from the, the makeup department to the catering to, uh, uh, just uh, just everything uh costuming it, it was just so much fun uh it was just uh, just lovely and when when we would wrap we'd go back to the hotel room um it's baltimore so they didn't want us to go out at night um uh, kind of a dangerous yeah. neighborhood yeah. so we just went to uh we would just all meet together at the the restaurant there in the hotel and uh gene jones would uh, get a couple of cocktails in him and just tell us stories about working with the Cohen brothers and working with Quentin Tarantino. Ty and West, I, yeah. it, it was so awesome. It was just fucking great. I loved it. Well, and that's great. It's great that you had that, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, response to it because, you know, again, I, I mean, I, I, it's easy for me as a fan to say, Oh, it was definitely worth it. You had to obviously up, up, root a bunch of your life in order to make this happen but you know after seeing it we can feel the heart in the movie uh i could definitely feel the heart in the movie it feels like you all had fun and of course i actually do i would like to note to uh people uh watching who especially troll 2 fans um if you want to see the the genuine like heart in the movie that you don't necessarily even see during the movie itself uh there is there are some post credits uh scenes to watch and there's definitely a little bit of a oh, real really? there's a oh, there, there are oh oh, oh there, uh, I, there's there's a darren ewing easter egg in there there might yep. be an omg Arnold Easter egg in there. Yes. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you actually didn't know that. Yes. I, I, so everybody out there who is a Troll 2 fan, uh, or just in general, like the movie, you can see a lot of the heart. And, and it's great. They actually uh, put in black and white. Yeah, I'm glad you told me yeah. because I hadn't stuck around past the credits to see all those. And there's yeah. like five minutes of yeah, they're like outta- Yeah, they're like outtakes and they're just having a lot of times. And there is a great OMG Arnold moment in there that they yep. kept as part of it. And I also uh, yeah. uh, really, and I told you this before we got on air, I, I like that some of those outtakes were done in black and white. Yes. I would actually like to see a black and white release of cyst yes because fitting the time period the the tone it was beautiful yeah it it was i would see like a nice crushed black and white version of that yeah yep oh yeah i would i would like to see that myself yeah well i I would say definitely uh you should you know i would recommend for you darren to watch your own movie and and stick (laughs) stick around past the credits uh we promise it's great yes it's 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 a-okay man two thumbs up um but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you you know had that positive response to it, um, and that you um, that you made this choice. It does obviously really suck that you didn't know that the whole world was gonna blow up to shit, and you were gonna have to wait two years. Oh, to it only ended it. for a while. Yeah, it only <laughs> ended for a little bit, and we're totally fine now. Everything's good again. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, my, my girlfriend walked out and everything. So yeah, 2020 was, uh, it, it was a write-off. It, it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. little bit of a rough one. I, actually, I was curious. So I, one of my questions was whether or not you had, uh, worked on any more films like during the COVID days. Cause I know that some of the people, like we've talked to some people who have worked during COVID and had, you know, some pre and I, I say post, we're not post COVID. There's no, like a no. whole bunch of new versions of it now, but like, uh, we're just ignoring so it did, actively. Did, did you, did you, uh, like do any like active acting during the, uh, like the, the bulk of COVID or did you just pretty much stay dormant? And then, you know, now you're getting back into things. Oh, I, I stay dormant. Yeah. Um, I stay, well, I, uh, I lost my job. So I, uh, um, I applied for, um, unemployment and, so I just stayed in my apartment for a couple of months. Um, honestly, it was great. Uh, I did the yeah, same it, thing. <laughs> I lost yeah, my job was, too, and just unemployment at home. Yeah, yeah. I just I just sat around and ate, and uh, you know, and, and then after a while, I just got really, really lonely, and I felt disconnected, and uh, and all of that. Uh, but then when we when we finally. Uh, well, and, and, and then my, uh, my dad got very sick and, uh, so did my mom at the same time. And, um, they, they got put in a rest home and it was, it was just a lot of, a lot of turmoil and a lot of pain and a lot of upheaval. So, uh, there, there are a lot of moments uh, from 2020 that are really cloudy to me. Um, but we, we had this date, uh, for when we were going to screen it and, and then, you know, tragedy fell so uh, I, uh, yeah, I I need to get back around to seeing to to seeing it, and now uh, I really want to see it in black and white. Yeah, of course, the, <laughs> the, uh, the the visuals and everything in it. Uh, oh, and also by by the way, uh, um, Ava and Jason and uh, Greg, Stato, um, just a, a a stellar group of performers and 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 Terry. Um, it, it was uh, it, it was just a ball uh, and. Uh, I, I like that. Well, wh- while we were filming it, I, I I never saw the cyst monster itself, oh. uh, the full scale cyst monster. I never saw it. I didn't know because it's me, right? It comes out of my back. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, w- I was actually got. I was curious of whether uh, whether or not you had to go through because they do cutaways of whether or not they actually had to put you through any kind of makeup to put that stuff on your back, or whether it was like cutaway and they just did it like you know. On like a you know dummy or something like that, but uh, yeah, there was a dummy. Um, I'll send you some photos. They took tons and tons of behind the scenes photos that um, uh, uh, promotion wouldn't let me post online. Uh, posting stuff online, don't do that. Don't do that. So I have like tons of photos because there are no digital effects, obviously. So they're all practical effects. Um, the makeup team on this was uh, just unbelievable. So it was, uh, it took about two, three hours of me just sitting there and then working on my back, um, every day. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, I, I would just sit and text to my girlfriend while I put this thing on my back, <laughs> but, but I never saw the actual cyst monster. Yeah. So when I, I was watching it with my friends, and the thing comes through the door, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, there is a great scene before that where you kind of cave in. Oh, my God. Yeah, we... And uh, they we, had to make a double of you for that. Did, did they let yeah. you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> did you get to keep your, your sucked-in double? 
I wish. Like for I the carpool wish. lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like your, yeah, your HOV lane. You're just like, yeah, no, this is another me, but you know, it technically counts because technically he's this a little right. sucked in. He's a little sucked in. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, went. We we filmed the scene, and 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 I uh, I I told uh, I told the the sound guys. I said I I have a really loud voice, and I'm I'm gonna go full out, but um, for, for rehearsals, I'm gonna mark my voice, but just like guard your headphones because I'm going to be really loud. Um, on Troll 2, when I get stabbed with the spear, I ended up yelling so loudly that the, the sound guy had to pull his headphones off. So <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's, awesome. that's, a, that's success, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a really loud voice, but I, I told him, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream full out, and you'll be able to get at least three good takes and beyond that, um, I probably won't have a voice anymore. Yeah. So, um, and it, it, everybody was just so uh, professional and courteous and on point um, that we we uh, we got through that scene. But you know, sitting in the makeup chair and you know, making movies is just a hell of a lot of fun for the most part. I, I've been on some dud sets, and you know, I've been in some bad situations, but for the most part. Being able to make movies, especially horror movies, it's just fun. It's just so much fun. And the horror movie community is phenomenal. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's another, like I say, it's like, it's like a family. And people hang on to these films. And uh, like 30 years on, we're still, you know, we still love Troll 2. Um, it, I feel really blessed um, to be a part of, that culture i've always wanted to um be uh, you know a part of that and thankfully i've been you know i've been lucky enough to to have been able to do that and uh i i will work with uh with tyler and with this crew um anytime i i hope that we are going to be working again very soon yeah I, I mean honestly me too i'm really like like extremely impressed by what we saw and for, for those of you uh, out there listening who haven't seen this movie like take you know what I I love the, the combination of factors here because I, I get a lot of the good like 80s practical effects stuff but also in the uh, like old like 50s style like monster movies where you're like oh there's a here's a radioactive ant it's just gonna like attack you and like that's the entire movie we get a lot of that but we get a lot of like this amazing practical the amazing practical effects which i love about indie horror movies you can still just throw a little bit of money with some really creative people at something and have a ton of fun and all of that comes yeah. out in this movie and it's anybody out there who has not seen it go check out sis as soon as you can because honestly amazing and again stick around after the credits because there's some pretty awesome stuff after that to, to check out and uh we really yeah absolutely appreciate you being in that movie um and i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to to more of this kind of stuff. I hope that, you know, you're, you said you, you really appreciate the horror community. The, the horror community has loved you since day one. So we're looking forward to more and more of you, you know, diving into this stuff. So man, the more of this kind of stuff you can do, we'll stick with you regardless horror or not, but like, but yeah. like, man, well, you, 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 you definitely shine in it. You did a great job in this and we really appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, if, if there are any filmmakers out there, um, I've, I've been auditioning like crazy, uh, but uh, I haven't been landing. But I'm I'm available. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and I'll just drop Lloyd Kaufman's number and walk away and pretend we didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> man, like get you in some trauma stuff, man. Yeah, you know. 
Well, and I, I have a manager now. Rachel Sid Ward is my manager. Um, I just signed with Golden Artists Entertainment in Los Angeles uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, Rachel's phenomenal, too. And she's trying to, because she, uh, she's a Troll 2 fan. And that's kind of how we became friends. And um, she just really gets it. And uh, so she's trying to figure out, you know, what, what to do with me. And I, I told her, I said, I, I, I used to go to horror conventions and Comic-Cons and stuff that, that Greg is doing. And I said, I would love to do that again. Um, I, I, I'm just, I really want to, to get back in and, and start doing that stuff all over again. Yeah, and I think you can, you know, get back into the community, and the community do, will not, you know, as you know, they do not forget. So they will absolutely embrace you as like the second you're back in it, man. They're they're ready to have you, and we are ready to have you for sure. And we're gra- glad to have you uh, chatting about this on our show. Um, and w- what we'd actually like to do is revisit a little bit of what we did way back in 2014, eight years um, ago. To eight this years day. ago to this day ish is because uh, <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be that we're gonna be dropping this around the same day as we did in 2014 when we first talked to you, and I was so giddy. And we asked you ten questions you have never been asked in an interview before. We're gonna we're gonna trim this we're down. We're gonna do ten, ten que- five questions. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna we've already asked you. Yes, we're gonna actually <laughs> twist it now. We're gonna we're gonna take five questions. We've already asked you from that interview and see if your if your uh, uh, answers have changed. I mean, Let's eight years have gone by. As you mentioned, you've you've been through some stuff. We've we've all like the world has been through things. Let's see, like how you've changed. So you know, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Hit me. All right, all Scott, right. you're taking odds. First one. What is your favorite type of tree? Evergreen or deciduous? Evergreen. Damn, oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, same, this, same these answer. These are subjective questions, but yeah. there are yes, there are right and wrong answers this time. Now, this is actually one, did we, did, we didn't answer, actually ask this one. This came wished. out of a question. This is a question you wished we had asked you. This yep. would have been a softball, and I'm curious if your answer is the same as the softball you wanted us to ask here. Uh, who's your favorite guitarist? Brian Setzer. Yep. Wow. That's it. Yep. You got it. Damn. Oh my God. Two for two. Is that the same one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what you said back. Uh, we didn't actually ask you that last time. We asked you another question. You're like, oh, I kind of wish you had asked me some softball, like who's my favorite guitarist. And we're like, well, what would it be? <laughs> yep. And you said Brian Setzer. <laughs> so I was like, you know, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> makes makes sense. All right. Number three. Uh, who is your favorite Golden Girl? Uh, B. Arthur. Damn. Damn, dude. You're okay. You're very consistent. <laughs> okay, you're very consistent. Okay, this is actually what I'm curious about because a lot of new stuff has come yeah. out. The world has changed. Uh, we're a lot of, the world has changed. Some new stuff with science and all this kind of stuff. We've seen different kinds of we've lights. Had, we've had Senate panels over this. Yeah, like dis- Congress different lights involved. in the sky, all this kind of stuff. In 2014, we asked you, do you believe in aliens? And I think what we meant is, do you believe aliens are amongst us? Not if they, they are amongst the universe because you were like, yeah, of course, that. But do you believe aliens are here, have visited, etc.? Uh, I believe there are aliens, uh, but I don't think there are any aliens here. Damn. Okay, man. Same I was, answer. Uh, we, we were hoping to like have some gotchas here. Maybe be like, oh, no, you said, you said deciduous last time, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm no less cynical about that. I, yeah. uh, I know there's lots of other planets, but I, I don't think they're flying around and probing us. I, yeah. I, I don't think. 
they're that interested in us. Well, I, the, the reason I was curious is like, oh, since then we've had like the Tic Tac video, we've had a Mua Mua, we've had all this crazy stuff. I'm like, maybe now he's like, oh yeah, I was hanging out with one last yeah, week. Congress wasted time on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a, <laughs> we've got a bunch of new like congressional you know, reports on it because they had nothing better to do. <laughs> Space Force, because the world is fine. <laughs> The United States is fine. We have, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we do have Space Force. and that's now, just... now, the last question, I know the answer is going to be different because it's based on this year in particular. Yes, this is one and, we can guarantee. And we know your previous answer, and I'll even say it at the end of this. Uh, it's if you could star in any summer blockbuster that came out this year. Or is coming out. Or year. is coming out this year. What would it be? And to give you a little back history, in 2014, you said Mad Max. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this year, yep, twenty twenty, yeah. either has come out or will be coming out. Yeah, uh, I just saw Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, and oh. I blown away. Uh, Baz Luhrmann is a goddamn genius. I'm an Elvis man. Um, this, uh, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, this, I mean. Everybody's seen a lot of Elvis performances. Um, I think up till now, Kurt Russell has probably done the best. Uh, this guy, it's scary good. It's a, it's a scary good. What, what I was surprised by, and, and I would love to be, uh, I would love to work with Boz Lerman. Uh, so it'd be Elvis. Um, uh, but also, I thought Maverick was just a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't want to be in it because I'm not physically fit enough and <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to take on any G's or fly around in a jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Elvis, you should go see it. Uh, the soundtrack's incredible. Good to know. Yeah, that yeah, makes, I've heard it, a lot it, of hype about it. It, it. it makes sense because I know you are, uh, I mean, you're definitely a fan of, I mean, you're, you're a great musician uh, yourself and that's why we asked you originally the guitarist. Uh, and you're, you're, a, you're a big fan of the, uh, of the rockabilly and all that. And I actually saw a picture of you sitting mm -hmm. behind a drum set recently and all that. So, um, and actually, so this isn't, isn't actually part of any of, uh, of, of the questions. This is my own, uh, as a fellow musician, just pure curiosity of, uh, have you been, you know, during the pandemic, you know, music is one of those things people can actually do on their own or anything like that. Have you been doing much for music? What have you been doing? Um, I, uh, I went cold during the pandemic. Yep. I didn't even. I didn't even practice uh, that much, uh, but uh, my my band Dizzy DeSoto is still going strong. Nice. Um, we're doing a show. Uh, we have a regular monthly gig at uh, the Lighthouse Lounge in Ogden on Historic Twenty Fifth Street, and we're going to be playing on the twelfth. Uh, I've been a sideman on drums in the area for the last twenty years, and I just started playing drums with. Uh, Swan Workman and the Holy Mediocrity, uh, which is a, a rock and roll band with a country kick, and it's a big band. Um, great name, great name. Nine, yeah, eight, eight or nine of us, and it, I, I have not had this much fun in a band since I was with um, uh, Skinny Bob and the Blues Dogs back in 2009. Uh, it's just this, a stellar bunch of guys um and we we get together and uh you know make music and we we just have a lot of fun and the shows are fun and i'm i'm just having a great time doing that um playing drums is one of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world and honestly i i ain't half bad at it um and so uh the shows that we've done so far 
uh, have been a blast, and we're booked all through August, and we're planning a tour um, uh, possibly next year. And uh, you know, I'm I, I, I'm uh, I'm divorced. I'm an empty master. Uh, my Zoe, who helped us with the podcast back in 2014, she just graduated from the University of Utah. She's a software developer. My oldest daughter, Cecilia, lives in Seattle. Uh, she's a book reviewer. And so it's just me now. And after Zoe graduated, I was like, what do I do now? And I guess I do whatever the hell I want to do now. Yeah, and totally. I, I play music. I want to play music and I want to be in movies. And um, really, as long as I make enough money to be able to, to pay the bills and have some food, uh, you know, and have some good times and have some good experiences, then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to do that. So yeah, things are, things are really looking up. I, I, I feel very optimistic. Well, yeah, I'm glad that your, you know, music is still a big part of your life. I mean, that doesn't surprise me as a fellow musician. I know it's, 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 you couldn't tear that away from you if you tried, uh, you know, when, right. you, when you have it in your, in your life, you know, it's something that stays in your life and that actually gets you through the hard times and everything. And it sounds like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've even, you know, brought it beyond Dizzy DeSoto. I was originally specifically going to ask about Dizzy DeSoto, but I'm like, oh shit, what if that's one of the things that like he lost as well? And like, like, well, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, let me just go to tour yeah, bus yeah. went off a cliff during 2020. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. But I'm glad to hear you still you still got that going strong, and you got this new thing going, and and uh, you know music, you know it, it really you know it, when you talked about being in a family, you know uh, you know shooting films and stuff like that. That's what it is like being in a band, for better or worse. Sometimes you love your siblings and hate your siblings, but you know you're you're there together and you're going through this thing, and you know music is is a, a really bonding thing that can get you you know out beyond, you know, your, your own head and, and, you know, feel better yeah. about everything and feel better about the world in general. And you can, and you can meet women. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's, let's get down to the important thing. Now that I got all the, like the cheesy shit out of the way, you, you can get, down. we're past the hallmark moment. Yeah, we're getting yeah, brass tacks, brass tacks. <laughs> right. Let's, let's face it. The reason we, as dudes, we definitely like learned to play all that stuff came afterwards. Like, Oh, you can also get this. But the reason we all started was like, you know what? I could I could just pick up a drumstick and this can happen. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a totally different person because when when I'm playing drums or when I'm uh, Dizzy DeSoto, that's the character I I invented to be able to do that sort of thing. Uh, because like, uh, yeah, it, it's not like method acting or anything like that. It's just uh, kind of my method. Uh, like Darren Ewing can't get on stage and play the guitar because I'm really not a very good guitar player. Um, it's okay, you know, with the rhythm and everything, but I can, uh, in the, in the guise of a character, I can, I can act like I'm a rock God yeah. and it, it gives me a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, when I, when I'm playing drums, I am in the zone. Like I would never talk to, uh, uh women just, uh, you know, just regular old me while well, I was, I was married for 25 years. And so. I'm really uh, kind of rusty about uh, that sort of thing. But when I'm playing drums, uh, you know, I was just up at Park City and there was a, uh, this woman at the beer garden. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm just here to work. And I had the confidence. And uh, so I, and I, I like meeting women. And uh, so it's, it's all good, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I'm absolutely there with you, uh, 100%. So I'm, I'm glad you still got that going. Uh, and also, uh, after, especially after seeing Sis, you still definitely have the acting thing going. And you know, we're looking forward to seeing you and you know, plenty more. Hopefully, some more horror stuff. But whatever you uh, uh, you know venture out to do, we will follow you, man. We really appreciate uh, you know everything you do. And uh, of course, you know, chatting with us is great too. So you know, we'll uh, hopefully yeah. be doing that uh, a lot more in the future. Hopefully, promoting a bunch more of the stuff that you've been going have going on, and uh, if not, just to have a good time and chat with you, man. At the very least, maybe we yeah. can all get back together around Halloween. Maybe we could do yeah. a, a little horror a, a in the revival court. horror in the court episode. Yeah. A little horror in the court revival. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, dig this on Halloween. I'm gonna be in Ohio. There is a couple uh, that are huge Troll Two fans, and they want me to officiate at their wedding Whoa. in Ohio. Whoa. And uh, they just asked me, uh, and I said, yeah, sure. Um, you know, they're, they're flying me out and putting me up. And uh, so now that's, that's what I'm doing. I, I, I feel like if, if it's something that I want to do, then, yeah, the answer is yes. I, I, yeah, I, just say uh, yes. Enjoy it. I man. love it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Like, like, yeah. like yeah, re- like those are like you, you will get that throughout the rest of your life too because that – you have you have cemented a legacy, and uh, it's great that you can build upon it. But even if you don't, man, just just ride the coattails of that legacy you built already. You did it already, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's you know it, it it's no ego, and it it's just a hell of a lot of fun. So I mean, yeah, are, are, are you are you gonna find a way to scream? Oh my god, you got to be able to find a way to do that. Like, <laughs> are you married? Oh my god. Oh, I, I have some surprises. I'm okay, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to spoil anything. No spoilers. He took the, the ring from them, so they can't find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, just, he just stole everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've never, I've never officiated at a wedding before, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work up some stuff. That's great. Nice. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we're, we're we're glad to hear that. We're glad to hear you got man. You got a you got a bunch of spa- uh, plates spinning here, so I think you're you're going to be just I- fine and dandy, man. And uh, honestly, guys, it's really nice to talk with you again. Uh, I'm sorry I've been so kind of distant. It's you know, it's been it, it's been a rough couple of years. I, I won't lie, but it's really nice to hear your voices and to to talk with you again. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, likewise, man. And you know, you know, I, I I've we've we're all older. We we we've know all sometimes grown older. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes like real life happens and you take a couple of years off and then you just reconnect and like it's it's like nothing happened. We've stayed so, in touch nicely. Yeah, Darren, exactly. I know I've talked exactly. to you pretty much all eight years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how the good relationships work. Well, let's keep this one going, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show and chatting about this. This was a great movie, and can't wait to see more coming from you, man. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be connecting uh, from here on out uh, plenty. I, I think I'm going to rent Sis 2, or Sis again. Oh, again, yeah. And, and just turn the color off on my TV, because TVs yeah. can do that. I kind of really want to see it that I, way yeah, now. I, I, yeah, I might actually like rip a version of it and then crush it through like Adobe Premiere with like, and really like put like like, like a nice... Like filter on it, so yeah. it really crushes it. And then as opposed we'll... to me, just going color gone <laughs> yeah. on my TV. Hey. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll 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 work this out. We'll get a black and white version of Cisco, and we'll try to we'll try to work that through the theater. You know, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I love it. I'm in. All right. Once again, thank you to Darren. There, uh, I know we just thanked him a shitload at the end, and then we yeah, thanked... he, he might be yeah. listening back. We uh, we yeah. really appreciated you taking we the did, time yeah. to listen. If you're listening, 
And we hope everyone listening out there takes a moment to go find Sist. It is available on Amazon Prime and any other streaming service yeah. where you can yeah, find VOD, it. Yeah, VOD, VOD, like definitely, VOD. Definitely worth the few bucks for the rental. It's it's definitely it's just a ton of fun. Support, and support B horror as exactly. well. Support yes. B horror. Yes, independent horror is like it's the bread and butter. Uh, not the bread and butter. It's actually the opposite of the bread and butter. The bread and butter are the big movies, but it is what it's the uh, found, I would say the spine of. Uh, the you know the the foundation of horror is all indie horror. That's pretty much what you know makes horror horror. It's it's yep. amazing. So yes, it lays the foundation for the big tentpole pictures. You know the uh, the its and whatnot and the and the, the sinisters the and yeah and the nope. Well, actually, it's funny because the nopes were also built on the back of a five million dollar picture of Get Out originally. Yep, which, exactly. Which all you know is going to make probably three times as much as Nope for five million dollars. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't seen Nope. I'm looking forward to seeing it. But um, I will say you know. To, to pivot from that, you know, those of you who liked our rapport with Darren, um, we we did work with Darren before on Horror in the Court, which was a separate podcast completely, but we have since kind of folded into a more of a Lost at Home Presents Horror in the Court. We recorded it way back, I mean, it must have been like 2015 or something like that. when We, we did it about a year after our initial interview, so probably yeah, 20, 2015, Halloween 2016, 2015, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we did. We ended up. Uh, unfortunately, we, rec- we recorded four episodes, but only three were released due to technical difficulties. We lost and, one. Yeah, we lost are, an own podcast. Lost a podcast. We lost. A, we lost a podcast thanks to I was still trying to figure out that was how early it was. I was still not even sure what uh, software I was going to be using. You know, let yeah. alone like how how far we've come. Um, so if you like the report, like check out the website um, and lostknownpodcast.com. If you look at the top menu, yeah. there is a podcasts menu, which we changed. It used to just say podcast. Uh, now it has a drop down that has episodes of Lost at Home and all the episodes that we have of Horror in the Court. And if we do another Horror in the Court, it will be dropped in the normal Lost at Home podcast feed. Yes. It will be dropped in the Horror in the Court feed, which still exists on Podbean. Yep. And it will also be up on the website under the Horror in the Court uh, menu part. Exactly. Uh, so there's many, many ways to find it. You can go back and find the other three episodes. If you like our banter, our weirdness, this show is uh, lighter on laughs, although I do try to make each of uh, end weird. Well, yes. Yeah, but I it, go it out of my way. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this one, like the, the Horror in the Court was more, definitely more... More, more like, love of horror. Yeah, it's a love of horror, almost academic, but we definitely, we, we all love it so much and we all get you know on our little tangents and have fun. But we do try to rein each other into a little bit more structure than say this one. Yeah, there's some writing podcast. that goes into that one. Yeah, and actually some like like legit prep. It's like what real podcasts do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like real research, real yeah. prep. But I, one, I miss uh, it because it's 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 horror movie prep. We get yeah. to watch horror movies, take notes, and then <laughs> Oh no, yeah, we have to watch two horror movies each and like take notes and try and like and work up like rebuttals for yeah, each we other. We were trying to figure out earlier what they were about because it's been so long. The first one we figured out was uh Troll. Troll v. Smiley. One versus Smiley. Yes. And uh, Smiley, Smiley for those was like a like a kind of... Internet troll. Yeah, it was... Fortune inter- troll. Yeah, and it was, I, it's still, it was a fun movie but to watch. But it was watch, a horror actually. thing. Yeah. It was like a monster. And I probably thing. never would have watched Smiley had it not been for us creating that podcast to yeah, like bring that to my attention. Internet troll versus real troll. Yeah. And, and of course, the reason for the inaugural episode being Troll 1 is because Darren Ewing was from yeah. Troll 2, even though Troll 1 actually did have trolls in it and Troll 2 had goblins. Yeah. As we all know. <laughs> and then uh, then we did uh, Feast versus Ravenous, which is, yep. which is worse, getting eaten by a monster or a human. Yep. And then we did uh, Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on Elm Street. And I believe, because my memory's foggy in this one, I think it was, is it better to be killed while you're awake or asleep? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and say that. Cause, uh, and then, I'd have to go back and listen. So yeah. if anyone wants to listen and hit us up on Twitter, <laughs> at the Lost at Home, you can correct us. We're and, fine with that. And and it would be great like if we uh, if, if we, we we're, we're looking to maybe well not maybe we're, we're looking to we're looking re- at you Daily Wire. You better do a news story on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn this into some right wing propaganda. Yeah. Please. 
Uh, but what we're really looking at is uh, is bringing back uh, this like the uh, the Lost at Home presents horror in the court. Uh, once, twice a year, at least during the uh, holiday season, October. We the holiday season for us is October. You, anybody yeah, I love that you said holiday I do, season. I do, yeah, people are like, oh, Christmas. No, the holiday season for us is October. Oh, we um, can, we can actually go full horror like we used to do on some years where we didn't want Halloween to end. Yes, we go November our, and December. Well, our new yeah. format of the show is we're just getting into Christmas horror movies and that's, Thanksgiving that's horror movies and everything yeah. like that. Like we basically I have mean, a. To, to be honest, I I wouldn't mind fi- figuring it out so we could do like it would be great to do six a year. Like one every two months, it would be great. Horror in the courts. If we could do six horror in the courts a year. It, now here's the thing. My minimum, my minimum three. in my head is four. Four one per, quarter. One per quarter. quarter. Let's let's shoot for four. Empty promise, but we are. They def- take a long time to write. They, they do. There's two movies. There's three people. We all get to get yep. our horses in a row. And, and we haven't even like Ups necessarily gotten whether or not Darren wants horses to come back as a full time or just like a part time. We get some other people to fill in. Yeah, we'll Darren may only want to do one more and then never do them again. Yep. Maybe go like fuck you guys. Yep. Yeah, you guys. We I've I was nice. Oh to you guys. my god, you guys blow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying it that way, Darren. <laughs> yeah, please. That say- was, can you- can you say it again so we can record it? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good way to end our friendship of uh, of eight years. All right, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we can uh, we can figure out whether it's going to be Darren, which we'd love to continue doing, or if we need to do guest judges. And I will say this: uh, also, uh, we're we're going to be brainstorming uh, ideas, and the the whole thing is you know pairing movies, like we said, internet troll versus real regular troll. If anybody has any ideas, you can hit us up on social media. Scott, you know you knows a little bit about how to get us to to us that. Uh, no, Twitter. We don't have Twitter. We have a Twitter at the Lost at Home. <laughs> at the Lost at Home. The Lost at Home. We there have we a Facebook Lost at Home podcast. Yeah, there we go. We 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 have a website Lost at Home podcast I don't know if you can can you comment there. We, I don't know. We we don't have a whole lot else at the no, moment. No, honestly, this, Instagram. So, we have Lost at Home podcast. So on social Instagram. social media us at one of those spots and yeah. let let us know if we you have an have idea a for TikTok. Do we you, need one? Hit us up at the Lost at Home on Twitter. <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have a TikTok. TikTok. We could have yeah. a TikTok. We I, could. I yeah. just don't know what we put on. I'm it. not. I'm not doing TikTok. I love uh, TikTok. I know I you. I don't know. No. And what I'm saying is like that would I be have that would be on you. Like followers. That'd be on you, just like all the other social media is anyway. I don't like any. Get social really media. mean about TikTok. I, I don't. I don't like uh, any social media, and you're the guy that does all the social media stuff anyway. So My do TikTok whatever you want. isn't me. It's a puppet. So yeah. Oh. It's, oh. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I have 550 followers, and I'm just a puppet. Yeah. That's that's the way to go, man. That's the way to go. I don't have. He says some racially charged stuff. Not me. <laughs> oh, puppet! How dare you! Oh my God, puppet! Yeah, but we. Uh, but if anybody has any, you know, any uh, suggestions for for movies to pair against one another, definitely hit us up and let us know. Not to do our work for us, but also that would be nice. But we're, uh, you know, it's it's good to hear from pe- you know people outside our own heads, you know, because I usually just talk to myself. And uh, I feel like at this point in the show, we should have had something uh, built into this, like a montage, like like some uh, some soft music, like. Do you, would you remember me? Like that kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. Kylie McLaughlin, some of like Kyle that. McLaughlin, Sarah, Mal- yeah, Sa- yeah, well, Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin's the guy from uh, uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> some soft music by <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> singing, Will You Remember Me? <laughs> But I think we, we needed something like that with like little <laughs> little clips of us saying like little famous lines from the show. But yeah. honestly, it doesn't work for a podcast. No. It just doesn't. No, no, no. So, um, but I yeah. guess we have something to go out on at least. We, for our we do. So I, I went on because it's episode three fifty. We decided to you know we had, we need to get some big money in to get uh, Darren Ewing in. So we had to get a, a a sponsor in last minute, and we actually found uh, something we had talked about ages ago and made a joke about. But it turns out uh, we we got 
the Deltona Beef to sponsor this podcast. We want to thank them for uh, sponsoring us. We're just going to play their ad to go out on. And I, I mean, I think we'll just go out on that and you all can get lost. Get lost. Hey there, I'm Donnie Deltona. And I'm also Donnie Deltona. We are the Deltona, Deltona Brothers. Brothers. Coming at you from downtown Deltona, Florida. I think you mean Daytona. No, we do not. We mean Deltona. Third in septic tank drownings in the county, second in pornographic solitaire competitions, and first in fast food restroom handicap stall abortions. And most important of all, Deltona's the home of Deltona Beef. And Deltona Beef's the home of the Deltona 500. That's 500 ounces of pure Deltona Beef. No bun, no sides, no plate, just beef. And if that ain't enough for y'all, try out our new dish, the beef casket. If you can't finish it, we'll bury you in it. What is a Deltona beef beef casket, you ask? Well, asking that violates my HIPAA rights and I will not respond to it. If you don't believe the beef words that are coming out of my beef mouth, don't take my word for it. Listen to what our customers have to say. I think the thing that stood out to me the most about Deltona beef's franchise was its willingness to trade children for food. We found it a win-win. More food and less mouths to feed. We're pretty sure they turned our teenage daughter Patty into some delicious barbecue pulled patty and then served it to us. If you ask me, not making her into a grilled patty's patty was a missed opportunity. But who am I to complain but savings this great? I ain't never seen a place like no Deltona beef for. I came in here thinking maybe it was just another fuck shop, maybe the sister's store to the Deltona Clam Jam next door, or the Deltona Stop and Come and Go also next door. But no, there's food here. I ain't everything on the menu. We've got my sweet, chunky wife, Bart, died in that there beef casket which done choked on the last 22-ounce bite. Arby's didn't give me no discount when my first wife died, slipping on her beef cheddar, banged her head on the cash machine, died in the spot now 15, 20 minutes. Deltona beef put Arby's to shame. Hell, Deltona beef's better than all the competition. Competition? What competition? You call that a steak? Maybe for a homeless family? You call that a burger? Maybe for a family of smaller homeless people? And our competition doesn't even come close when it comes to our sides. Tell them about our motherfucking sides, Donnie. You mean like this basket of our own secret recipe whole fries? What are whole fries? Think of the best freedom fries you ever fucking had just uncut like our fry cook. Circumcised and do not apply. We take a dozen whole potatoes, deep fry those fuckers, sold them, throw them in a braille paper bag for easy eating on the go. That's piping hot grease on the outside, rock hard tater on the inside, just like motherfucking freedom intended. If you can eat your fucking weight and fucking beef, you get 50% fucking discount on our special fucking bundle. That's your meal, the hospital ride, and your first stent on us. Tribulator tax is not included. Hospital ride provided by our nephew Borax. Hospital may not be a hospital. Tent may not be a stent. Borax may be a mule. Fibrillator might be a refibrillator. What even is a refibrillator? Well, come on down to Deltona Beef and get our new rebooted Radical Raspberry Refibrillator refill and you'll know what we mean. This is just It's Deltona Beef. Oh it's in Deltona, that's in Florida, right off I-4, sandwiched between two fuck shops in a church. If you see the armless man selling Bibles, you've gone too far. Or not far enough, depending on which side you're coming from. True, true. good catch, Donnie. No problem, Donnie. You know, 